Listener Production. Today on Footy Talk, Jay-Z Clark joins us to give us the latest on the Tigers and Cats game from last night. We preview the big game between Carlton and the Western Bulldogs and we'll chat to Fremantle superstar, former superstar, David Mundy. It's Footy Talk on this Saturday, the 13th of May and as always on a Saturday morning, Jay-Z Clark, the man from Triple M and the Herald Sun, joins us. Jay-Z, welcome. First of all, you went to the MCG last night. Good crowd, good game. Yes. Are the Tigers back? Oh, I loved it, Joey. I love last night in the sense that it was the twist in the season. I really felt like uh, we all needed and wanted, or certainly I did, because the Tigers' season had been teetering, wasn't it? It sort of felt like they came to the MCG last night against a depleted Ge- Geelong side. One more loss was it got to knock them out because Damien Hardwick has been adamant. No, we're, we're not just going to play the kids. We can make something of this season. And last night, um, smelling a bit of blood in the water because the Cats were clearly vulnerable. And you tipped Richmond, Joey. This is why you are the number one analyst in the game. I keep saying it. You knew that this could happen. And um, Richmond, I thought it was the Richmond of old. Did you see some of the vintage Tigers organised chaos hallmarks in the way they played last night. Yeah, Richmond, 24-point winners. Uh, they actually fielded the more experienced team, Richmond. Yes. And that I think that the stars aligned is why I was keen on Richmond last night when you looked at it. Geelong missing eight of their best 22. Yep. Paddy Dangerfield has been so influential and such a dominant figure around their midfield game. Um, he was going to be a huge loss. Richmond, I still like Damien Harbick, thought they weren't far off. I mm. mean, I was at the Anzac Day game a couple of weeks ago, yep. and I thought they played terrific against Melbourne. And that, for me, was like... I saw the Richmond of old, the runoff halfback, the handball game, and obviously for whatever reason, the Gold Coast game, it fell apart, but it was back again yep. last night. The run and rebound, yep. an intercept game, the turnover game off halfback, the the scrappy goals, the bring the ball to ground, the compete, mm-hmm. the intensity and effort, and there weren't many young kids out there for Richmond. No. When you look around, they had Samson, Ryan, and Miller, yep. the two young rucks that did a, a good job, and maybe Ralph Smith or one or two others, but it was the Tigers that we knew. You looked at Pond Paper, and they all delivered, and they keep their season alive, and that's why I think Damien Harwick, as you said, Jay-Z, mm. had been so frustrated mm-hmm. in losses because he knew it wasn't far away, and mm. I think it can really start – to springboard their season yes. now because dream time at the G That's next back. week becomes a massive game, yes. doesn't it? And uh, and then from there, they can get on a bit of a roll before the bye. 100%. And they've been lacking the story around Richmond. has been They've been lacking the polish a little bit, haven't they? It's evolved into the conversation around Tim Taranto. And some of that stuff has been uh, pretty valid. You know, they haven't been super efficient. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's always been a huge haul, but they have been relentless in the pressure. We saw the surge handball. But Trent Cochin, who's been a big story. So 295 games, Joey. Five games away from his magical 300 mark. Rested last week, of course. The Tigers had three six-day breaks in a row. And there were some huge moments. Yeah. And and for him, for him, it would have really counted, you know. And, and I reckon you could see it, the emotion in him. He, there was a question mark over Trent Koch and his place in the side. Can he make it work as a forward, as a half-forward flank? A lot of off-ball running, a lot of selfless stuff. But he had three moments to kick the goals the Tigers needed. You see the trade, the balk, you know, that little sidestep that he's got, the little, the, the, that little move, and he kicked three, and you just saw all the Tigers go to him. And I, I love those moments um, in footy because it's a champion player saying, I can still contribute. And it, it was just wonderful seeing him and everyone else in the rooms after the game. Spoke to, spoke to Nathan Broad. He said exactly as you just said. He said, we felt like the tide turned against Melbourne. We pushed them for three quarters. You know, I think their Ruckman had a bit of an influence. He said they... Um, 
We're off a bit against Gold Coast last week, very good at West Coast. He said to our, our past month internally, we, we've really felt on track. We've yep. really felt like the season had turned a bit of a corner. And you look at their inside 50 numbers, I think over the past month, they're either first or second. Yep. So they've been getting the ball forward. They haven't been just able to execute and hit the scoreboard. My question to you is my learned friend. Do you believe the Tigers can have a genuine crack at something, a, a, a September run, like a deep September run? Clearly, even their position in September is is yeah. doubtful at the moment. But can do you feel like Richmond will genuinely threaten the top teams in the back half of this season and make it have a genuine crack at something meaningful in September? Yeah, look, they can certainly still have a crack at, at playing finals. Like there is still one or two spots to you know, open in the finals. I think there's probably six teams that you, you think are, are almost a lock. So they can get there. The big question is we've still got 14 weeks, is what sort of form yep. will they be in when they get there to have an idea of what sort of run? Yep. And for them, it's their durability. Injury is a big factor. Yep. If they have all their best players, like everyone – it's funny how other teams have been let off a bit because of injury. The Sydney Swans, mm. oh, they're missing Tom McCartan and no Rampy, and they've missed Nan Curvis and Tom Lynch. Mm. You could argue two of their most important players. Plus, yep. when you talk about Gibkiss, a youngster in the back line, Jack Graham is an important player yes. who's just come back in recent weeks. So if they have their full complement of players and they're in good form, yep. like last year, they could be a scary proposition yep. in the finals. Now, are they going to be as good as maybe the top three or four teams that we think we know that are Cherry Ripe, Brisbane and, and Melbourne and Collingwood, et cetera? Not sure. Yep. But they don't have much margin for error. That's yep. their challenge now with where they've started the year. They have to play good footy for the majority of the next 15 weeks mm. and then worry about it when they get to September. Yeah, so can they last? Uh, missing Tom Lynch, of course. Maybe to- Toby Nankervis comes back next week, helps him in the rut, clearly. Richmond coach Damon Hardwick, Joey, when he walked into the press conference last night, that shoulders were back a little bit. <laughs> he just seemed a little bit happier with the world. Of course, he said uh, he was thrilled that some of those vintage um, – uh, hallmarks and game style components were there against the Cats last night. I certainly have got a lot of belief, and I think the playing group is starting to feel that little heartbeat coming back. It, it looked Richmond-like, you know, the goals, dirty goals, you know, the way we got the ball to ground, the way they channel, um, you know, charged in. You know, there's a bit of play that that last quarter, um, balls in the goal line, and there's just bodies flying everywhere. Look, that, that's a Richmond game, you know, that's what the fabric of our footy club has been built on for a number of years, and we're starting to see that come back in our playing group. So. The most important thing is hopefully our players are starting to understand the belief that we've got in them because I think we've got a, a wonderful group of young men that will continue to challenge you know, sides along the way. We're going to have some bumps in the road, but more importantly, I think they're starting to understand what they could possibly do. Yeah, it's a good point, and uh, we'll see how they go. Dreamtime is now going to be a massive mm. game, but the Tigers looking like the Tigers of old. Hey, the other game, I'm not sure how much of this one you caught, the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> Defeated the West Coast Eagles by 70 points. It was pretty even for the first quarter, even early into the second quarter. And then it was an eight-goal to zip, uh, end of the second term, and West Coast just did not give a yelp. They could not win the footy. When Gold Coast won it, they couldn't lay a glove on them, and it was 50 points at halftime, and it was all over. Pretty embarrassing for the West Coast Eagles at home on a Friday night, but the Gold Coast are looking like they're starting to build some real mm. chemistry now with Ben King, who was probably... Best on ground again, Matt Rowell was awesome, and Char- Charlie Ballard, I think, took an equal um, career – oh, sorry, an equal record, yeah. 10 intercept marks. How's so his neck? Okay. He looks like he bounced back pretty well. <laughs> yeah. So, um, look, now positive signs for the Gold Coast Suns. They've mm-hmm. now won a, a couple on the trot and are building a bit of confidence. But the West Coast Eagles, I've been a supporter of Adam Simpson. I think that why get a new young coach to try and go through these next two, two three years of horrible – rebuild stages, and I think Adam Simpson, I thought Adam Simpson was the right man. Mm -hmm. Now when I start to see the West Coast effort, you start to think, 
do they just maybe need a fresh voice or or something different? I, I don't know. You would know more about what the mood is like over in the West. Mm-hmm. I've always been pretty uh, on Adam Simpson's side, but yeah. are you thinking they might start to get a bit of itchy feet if they keep putting up performances like that? Look, in all respect, and you never – people think we cheer for people losing their jobs. It's just not the case. It, obviously, the pressure is certainly building. I think that Adam Simpson will be replaced as senior coach. It's just a matter of when. Yep. And the organisation, I think, West Coast will be looking at this going, fresh voice, Probably, but when is the right point? Because as you say, if you bring in Jamie Graham, who's beloved over there, like now, like as you said, he's got 18 months of just haymakers, if you know what I mean. So I think Adam Simpson with his experience and record and standing, for now, is probably still the lifeboat they need. I agree, but you just got to perform better. You don't have to win. So watching it last night, I know they're missing players and they're lacking talent, but some of the stuff I saw from an effort point of view Mm -hmm. has got nothing to do with talent, and that's the frustrating part. That's an indictment then. Yeah. Because current football, so you tell me if I'm wrong, current football looks seems it's like getting to the contest, outnumber, overwhelm, get it from the inside to the outside, and then beat your opposition to get next contest. So whilst they are missing class and uh, players – you still want to be seeing that those repeat efforts. Is that right? Spot and, on. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I get with younger sides, you can't do it for the full four quarters. Yes. I get that happens, and but just some time. I mean, that was disappointing. They've been, they have been pretty competitive in, in some other games that I've, I've done watching West Coast yep. Eagles. But last night that was poor. Where it stands out is a ninth game or eighth gamer in Ruben Jinby mm. is the one that stands out with mm. the effort around the contest for a ninth gamer that's eighteen years of age. That, for me, is a bit of an indictment on some other senior players that are still in that side. Um, you know, they've got to be doing better. But I agree. I still think Adam Simpson, you know, is the right person, but they'd want to be performing better. Otherwise, the heat will come. Would you, you uh, as good as anyone on the player stock market, Are you, if you're a rival club, would you be having a lash at Jack Darling? If I'm a contender, yes, I would. I think he's still got some good footy to offer. I think... I can understand when you're that age and your team is not winning every week that you it's very, very hard to be at your um, arousal, a mentally aroused best yes. because you just know that I'm yeah. not playing finals this year. Like, yeah. Why am I going to get myself? You know, you've got to still be a professional athlete and compete, and they most of them do, mm. but there's a difference between the that level and mm. really competing. Yep. And I think maybe some of these senior players at West Coast have just dropped away slightly because they understand that they're in a team. And I've been in team, St Kilda teams that – you know you're not going to win, yeah. and it's very, very hard to get stimulated when you you know you're probably going to lose. Do you know what I call it, Joey? It's the white flag factor. And during COVID, West Coast quickly ran that up the post in the two COVID years living out of the hub. And, well, you know, we've got to travel. We're living over here, and there's all these excuses. Sort of felt like, and I didn't see much in the second quarter, I wondered whether the white flag was going back up. But I know that I know people wrinkle and they don't like this. Yeah, it's, but it's harsh to say that. I mean, everyone tries, but I know there's levels of trying. And when you drop away 5%, you get touched up in AFL footy, and that's what the Gold Coast Suns did to the West Coast Eagles yesterday. Hey, we'll take a break uh, because Daisy Thomas is going to chat to David Mundy, the free man or great. But if you're listening to Footy Talk, you're listening on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Listener, please leave us a review or rating new episodes every day at lunchtime. Listening to Footy Talk. If you have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram at Footy Talk underscore Pod or TikTok. Now let's get to Daisy Thomas, who caught up with our great mate David Mundy, former Frio Dockers superstar. Hey, we um, we did touch on the Dockers. What is going mm. on with them? They're currently sitting outside the eight. I think we all had yep. great expectations for what they would do this season. They played a final last year. Obviously, you were a part of that. 
and then it sort of hasn't got going. Are we too quick to write them off? Do you think they can turn around? What's your take on it? Well, I think they're a long way behind the season as it stands right now. So to come back and play finals from uh, where they're sitting right now this year will be a massive challenge. I think that's a win something like 12 out of their next 14, remaining 14 right. games or something like that. And then the next few weeks, they've got Sydney and Sydney this week, Geelong um, in Op- at Optus Stadium. Uh, next week, followed by Melbourne at the MCG before the bye. So it's a massive few weeks for them. Um, but I, I think it was the first time that almost the entire squad who's played the majority of the games this year have had a pre-season and entering a new AFL season with that expectation on them. Um, and it certainly looked like that in the first few rounds of the season. They looked really cautious with the football. They were trying to play risk-free and really protect the ball once they'd won it back. And and that obviously is not the, the game, uh, the way it's played today, and, and put them on the back foot right from the get-go. So uh, hopefully their performance on the weekend against Hawthorne was a bit of a kickstarter into their season. But uh, we all know the struggles that Hawthorne are going through at the moment. So it'd be a really good temperature check, I think, this week for them. What's the reception been like over in the West in terms of the media? Are they getting off the hook a little bit because the Eagles are going like genuine busted asses, or are they, yeah. or are they still on the hook? No, I think they're certainly on the hook. Um, even though West Coast is certainly copying it for their uh, the troubles they find themselves in, there's a bit more of an understanding, I think, in that space where they've got so many injuries to such the you know the core group of their best players, and that's a different conversation about the whys and all that around that, but. There is some clear identification of why West Coast is struggling so much. Fremantle is more of a, a question mark, and they're certainly not escaping that question mark. And we hear that uh, Luke Jackson, high-paid, highly touted recruit, because, we again, we do love the Frio Dockers, but over here, and as you would well know, when you've got so many teams on your doorstep, we don't get a whole lot of the uh, Perth media just sifting through. But what I hear yep. from a few of my friends over there is that he has been an under-the-pump, in-the-spotlight in the media from the day he's walked through the door. Yeah, and I think that happens to any big recruit at any club, doesn't it? But when you leave uh, a big, successful club like Melbourne and you go anywhere, but particularly to a two-team town, um, that are so parochial either side of the fence. You're either West Coast or Fremantle here. It's not one or the other or both. Um, there's always going to come that pressure of expectation and performance. And there's always going to be the biggest hurdle for Luke in his transition into Fremantle because he's recruited to play kind of that ruck forward. But with Sean Darcy dominating ruck, he's going to have to play forward a lot. And it's not his natural caper. And he hasn't produced a lot there already uh, in his short career, both at Melbourne and at Fremantle. So... Uh, he looked really good on the weekend playing a bit more of a hybrid role up in the midfield. Um, so hopefully they've unlocked a bit of you know, how to play Luke. But he has certainly been under the spotlight a fair bit and has failed to, to consistently perform on field. Um, but I think the, the contract that he was given and the tenure that he was um, you know, drawn across the Nullarbor for he should be judged on his next you know, 10 years, not the first six weeks of the season. That's a very good point. We are quite short-sighted at times. But the Dockers, their list in general, they've got some really good young kids coming through and in a really good bracket, I feel, for the next three or four years. If this year is a miss, which we probably think it is, but then almost the sting and the kick in the backside that may uh, propel them up the ladder to playing finals for a sustained period of time. Yeah, and I guess that's the hope, the overriding hope for that longer-term future. And it's something that we've seen in, in previous clubs who have you know, had that down year. Melbourne was a good example of that, where they have that down year where they don't meet expectation. And that, you're right, kicks them into gear a little bit more. But um, the great hope, I guess, with Fremantle is that the core uh, age bracket of their 
you know, they're up and coming emerging players who are already taking over ownership of the team of that 20 to 23 year old kind of bracket. And they're the Andy Brayshaws, the Sean Darcy's, Caleb Strong's, Hayden Young's, Heath Chapman types. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to play with there. And as frustrated as all the Fremantle people are that it hasn't uh, come, come out on field so far this year, uh, I think it's a bright future ahead. Do you get along to the games? Are you one of those blokes that's going along, enjoying your time in the outer, having a few beers, or are you still knocking around inside the club? Uh, no, I don't have much internal club involvement. I uh, I commentate 6PR radio over in Perth, so I'm still going to the home games and getting a live view of it, which is um, which is interesting because it's not something that I've ever done ever yeah. uh, in the past. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting perspective, and it certainly looks a lot easier up in the comms box. It certainly does. No wonder some blokes became very good footballers once they retired. Uh, This weekend's game, as we touched on before, (laughs) taking on Sydney at the SCG, a venue that the Dockers haven't won at against the Swans since 2011. However, as it sits Mm. with the ladder now, it's 11 v 12, and they are in this up to their necks with the injuries that Sydney have and the little bit of form that we're hoping the Dockers have found from that easy kill last week. Yeah, one hundred percent. And we haven't, we don't typically play at the SCG very often. So the fact that it's been so long is not hugely surprising. Don't cut down my stat, mate. I've been working hard on no, all no, week. No, I'm not. It, it is a long time, mate. It is a long time. Um, but we've been sent out to ANZ Stadium quite often oh. since then, which is uh, which is a whole other conversation. Uh, let me assure you. But uh, yeah, I think Fremantle are a real realistic chance this week. I was actually just going through my footy chipping for the weekend, and that's one of the games that. Uh, I'm undecided on at the moment. So uh, hopefully, um, yeah, Hawthorne have kicked them into gear and and they've found their mojo a bit. We look forward to that game. And just finally, you are playing in the Carlton Draft. Correct, yeah. I'm I'm in pre-game prep mode, man. I'm downing the pasta. I'm drinking my water. I'm getting my stretch in. I'm ready to go. So that is officially today. You are playing for the Carnham. I don't know. How do you say it? Carnham. 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 I thought yeah. I'd spelled it wrong every time I look at it. Carnham Linton. And you're taking on Beaufort. Are Beaufort going any good? Uh, they've had a bye and they've lost their other two games this year. So, yeah, very hopeful for a win. And, of course, Dave Mundy is part of the Carlton Draft uh, Tour. Yeah, Jay-Z, I, I think he's this. playing for the Carnham Linton Saints, yes. the football club. So he's doing his bit for the Carlton Draft Dave Mundy, I think he'll still be lacing out a few forwards with his inside 50 kicks. Imagine those forwards, just the hands out, bang, straight on the nipples. And I think you would be a great target for this, Joe. I'm surprised that the crew at Carlton Draft haven't sort of sent the email, the invite out to you because you'd be fantastic. Similar left foot, right foot, just lacing it. You'd, and you'd get around the boys, the boys at Joey this, Joey. I love it. It'd be good fun, actually. <laughs> it and it'd be a good be. excuse to get fit again and get uh, and yes. help out, just give back to the community, oh, Jay-Z. Yeah, because yeah. hey, Bucks has done it, Brownie's done it. Is he? The boys, Kat Corns is da- doing it. Daisy Thomas, Daisy. Billy Vince, a few of ours. So there's plenty. I think going. you're next. Anyway, right. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's the, most, the game you're most looking forward to this weekend? Oh, I think Carlton Western Bulldogs. Last uh, last night, I loved. I think Carlton Western Bulldogs tonight. There's a tension. There is a tension building around Icon Park. Mm. If you haven't seen the comments in the Herald Sun from billionaire Pokies King Bruce Matheson, whose nephew Craig, I think, is pretty sure he's still on the board. In fact, he is on the board. Um, he has come off the longest run of all time. Twice Dennis Lilly, that is how long the run is he's taken. Now Luke Sayers down, he's had a crack at Cookie. Brad Lloyd's copped it. He's the, come at the board, he's gone hard at the board. Said they're weak as water. Michael Voss is going to cop it in the neck. It's an extraordinary shakedown. And it just shows you that um, 
you know, the tension is building. There's an atmosphere around Carlton. They have not lived up to expectations so far this season. And if it goes pear-shaped in the second half of the year, um, Joey, like it will just be an enormous story. And Michael Voss, after missing uh, finals last season, he is really going to be back in the hot seat. So they may might come out and make a statement like Richmond did on Friday night. Maybe it'll go that's the other way, but whatever happens, we'll be talking about them um, on Triple M on Sunday. So that's going to be the headline. That's your oh. headline. The Blues. If they go, if they go down, then um, yeah, either way, it will be Carlton. It's a massive story. And the Western Bulldogs they got Marcus Bontempelli, he's the form player of the competition at the moment. Nathan Broad stopped Jeremy Cameron yep. last night. It was a nice shutdown job. Is he? Is the Bonte the? Yeah, man, the, the Bonte's absolutely best player in the comp right now. Yep. Taking over Jeremy Cameron uh, just after Jez has just dropped off from his awesome yep. best the last few weeks. Hey, that'll do us for today. Tomorrow we'll yep. go around the grounds and analyse the action from Brisbane v Essendon at the Gabba and the Carlton Western Bulldogs game. Looking forward to that one. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk.